Curious Naked Diatribes. Curious Naked Diatribes. Curious Naked Diatribes. By bringing out into the public domain how human institutions actually behave, we can understand, frankly, to a degree, for the first time, the civilization that we actually have. Julian Assange I've just posted something on Facebook that comes from a news organization that I'm quite sure is not something that mainstream media is interested in, much less reporting on. Now I wait, and wait, and wait some more. No likes, no interactions. I begin to wonder how something so important could be of so little interest, apparently. Then I begin to wonder if the source has been shadow banned, that is, algorithmically hidden from all other users except the poster without their knowledge. And then I remembered something Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg once said. He said, quote, In a lot of ways, Facebook is more like a government than a traditional company. We have this large community of people, and more than other technology companies, we're really setting policies. Now, if you're anything like me, you're just a bit concerned about statements like this. You're just a wee bit concerned about the enormous influence big tech giants like Google, Amazon, and Facebook actually have on what information we have access to, combined with the decline of traditional local news reporting. Other people are concerned about this as well. Greek economist Yanis Varoufakis has gone as far as to describe this situation as a post-capitalist, techno-feudalist dystopia. But maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's break it down. What we're talking about is journalism, the fourth estate, and its transformation over the last 20-30 years especially. We've often heard that journalism is at the heart of any thriving democracy. First Amendment rights are cherished in the U.S., Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. But what happens when the public sphere is effectively shifted into new privately owned tech giants with global reach? Companies who function as Mr. Zuckerberg said, more as governments setting policies, more so than actual governments. Can we petition Facebook for a redress of grievances? Or have we waved away those rights the minute we create our account? And does anyone actually read the terms anyway? Who's got time for that? Media censorship is something that only happens in other countries, not the freedom-loving USA, right? Well, you might want to take another look. If you're an independent journalist publishing a dissenting view or an anti-war position, more often than not, you're going to have a tougher time finding an audience on social media platforms. Just ask Pulitzer Prize-winning author and journalist Chris Hedges. In March 2022, YouTube decided to pull six years of his show On Contact from the Russia Today account amid fears of Russian propaganda, even though his show rarely even mentioned Russia or Putin. Instead, he published on topics like censorship, police brutality, and U.S. war crimes. 
The former New York Times columnist also met with fierce opposition during the Bush Jr. years because of his criticism of the Iraq War. But Hedges is far from the only journalist affected by this practice of deplatforming. Another organization that's been on the front lines of the media censorship battle is Mint Press News. Its founder and editor-in-chief, Menar Adli, a Palestinian-American journalist, was recently featured in a panel discussion hosted by St. Mary's College called The State of Our So-Called Free Press. Here's what she had to say. While the internet is something to be celebrated where we can share information and share ideas, big tech has now become another arm of the elite. And so I believe that censorship is now the number one issue that we face in this country because if people don't have access to any sort of alternative information or news, the establishment is simply going to use the algorithms and use our news feeds to propagate whatever sort of narrative that they want to feed the public. And so that's where we're at today. Since 2016, since the elections between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, since the establishment has basically waged a war on so-called fake news, what this has really meant is that they have waged a war on independent journalism and journalists. And so we at Mint Press have seen a major hit by Google's change of algorithms, Facebook's partnerships with the Anti-Defamation League and Facebook's partnership with the Atlantic Council, big tech social media giants partnering up with Israel and the Democratic Party. The very entities that the media should be holding accountable are now working in cahoots with these organizations and entities with these special interest groups. And so it's more important now than ever for independent journalists to be supported because there is a huge suppression campaign to silence us so that, um, you know, the United States and its failing empire can continue to propagate the public and justify its wars abroad and its exploitation of people at home and abroad. If you don't take anything else away from this episode, consider that news is, and always has been, a business. And the business model? Well, they're selling you. Sure, you might pay for a copy of the New York Times or the Washington Post. But the product being sold is your attention on those ads, baby. And who's paying for that? Well, that'll be the subject of another episode. I hope you found this episode helpful, and I hope you'll stay curious and stay tuned. Curious Naked Diatribes is a production of Javi Media. New episodes first and third Tuesdays. You can get in touch through info at javimedia.net. Javi Media.